Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, March 2nd. The State of the Union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. That was the president of the United States delivering his report on the State of the Union last night. We'll break down the highlights. First and foremost in President Biden's State of the Union address was a quest to unify not just Democrats, Republicans in the room he was talking to, not in fact just the broader American public at home, but to unify the world in opposition to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. President Biden seized on this moment in world history and what is happening in Ukraine as a way to fulfill his long-stated desire to bring people together, in addition to his commitment to the cause of defeating autocracy and supporting democracy here at home and around the world. And he knew that even in these very polarized times, this issue provided him the opportunity to bring people together. We see the unity among leaders of nations. We see unity among the people who are gathering in cities and large crowds around the world, even in Russia, to demonstrate their support for the people of Ukraine. In the battle between democracy and autocracies, democracies are rising to the moment. And the world is clearly choosing the side of peace and security. Of course, the president spelled out precisely what he and NATO and EU allies have done in terms of very tough economic sanctions on Putin and the oligarchs and the Russian economy. He also, though, made clear what he's not willing to do. Our forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. Nor is he going to put U.S. military personnel in the air to create and enforce a no-fly zone, as President Zelensky of Ukraine would like the U.S. to do. Joe Biden drew very clear lines. This is not going to be a U.S. war against Russia. And although it is dominating the headlines, The Ukraine portion of the president's speech made up only 12 minutes of a 62-minute speech. The other 50 minutes were dedicated to things back here at home and his domestic political and policy priorities, as well as clear awareness of some of his potential political pitfalls that he's trying to avoid. First and foremost, he wanted to tout the successes he's had on the economy But he made sure to tell the American people that he feels their pain. With all the bright spots in our economy, record job growth, higher wages, too many families are struggling to keep up with their bills. Inflation is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. And in fact... It's that issue, the economy, that overwhelmingly was seen as more important than Ukraine by people who watched the speech. That's according to our instant poll that we did here at CNN conducted by SSRS. Among speech watchers, more than six in 10 speech watchers in our poll said the economy was the more important issue of the two. Uh, Not quite four in 10 
speech watchers said Ukraine was the more important issue. President Biden also demonstrated a little bit of an ability to learn some lessons from mistakes he's made in the past. You remember back in July 4th, he said that he was declaring independence from the virus on Independence Day. And obviously, we all know the Delta surge came after that, and then the Omicron surge came after that. So last night, he wanted to create a pivot point in where we are in the battle against coronavirus. COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. I know some are talking about living with COVID-19, but tonight I say that we never will just accept living with COVID-19. We'll continue to combat the virus. Seeing people in the House chamber, not wearing masks, shaking hands, talking to each other, the very image of the evening also showed the country that we were moving to a different place when it relates to the coronavirus. And of course, it is an election year. And so midterm politics never will be too far from the president's mind. He understands that politics is a both-end proposition, not either-or. You can't win elections unless you both enthuse your base and win over the middle. So Joe Biden, on some issues, like defunding the police, pushed his party to the center. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. He also did a similar push of his party towards the center when it comes to issues like immigration and schools. If we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. And as you might guess, I think we can do both. Our schools are open. Let's keep it that way. Our kids need to be in school. But again, he wanted to make sure to give his base something, base Democratic voters to get excited about. They have been dealing with an enthusiasm deficit in a lot of the polling compared to the Republicans. And so while the president didn't actually tout Build Back Better by name, he just talked about it component by component, whether it was child care or the cost of prescription drugs or climate change. He put all of that out there as a way to give the base something to rally around, including touting his new Supreme Court nominee who began her meetings up on Capitol Hill today. But you could tell both by how he was addressing inflation and defunding the police issue, instead saying fund the police, and how the Republican governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, in her response dealt with those issues, that both sides seem aware of what our instant poll showed. Majorities in our poll say he did not speak enough about solutions to inflation or solutions to violent crime. And as I noted, Kim Reynolds, that Republican governor of Iowa who delivered the official GOP response, she seized on those issues. We're now one year into his presidency, and instead of moving America forward, it feels like President Biden and his party have sent us back in time to the late 70s and early 80s, when runaway inflation was hammering families, a violent crime wave was crashing our cities, and the Soviet army was trying to redraw the world map. Today, President Biden did what most presidents do these days after they deliver a State of the Union address. He headed out to a battleground state. Today, he's in Wisconsin to sell his agenda. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>